You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hello, everyone. Welcome to session seven. I am so excited for you to get to listen to this session. There are so many amazing nuggets. I'm sure I say that every time, but it's so true this time. So pumped for you to get to hear Sam and I talk about sales, about raising her rates, about her offers, about what she's doing for Black Friday. And obviously, you know, by the time you're listening to this, that's not going to be relevant, but the strategy and mindset is so freaking relevant. So you're going to find so many juicy nuggets in this one. One thing I do want to add um, in the intro, because Sam and I forgot to share it with y'all, is where she is. So we've kind of been trying to keep tabs and keep track on like, where is Sam and what she's doing? What is she doing as she's traveling all across the country in her RV? I think it's just super cool for you guys to keep up on that piece of her life and to really be able to see her traveling and living that life while building this business. So we forgot to record that, but she told me, so I told her I would share it with you, which is that she was in New Orleans that week um, visiting family. It was a stopover from Austin where she was before, and then she is heading to Florida for Thanksgiving. So she was in Austin this week. She is in New Orleans, and then she's heading to Florida for Thanksgiving. So, so cool to be able to see her going all in on her business, showing up in this way for herself and getting to travel and live the life that she wants to live. So we will dive right into the session and I hope you guys enjoy. All right, what's going on? I know you've been like crazy, crazy busy. Hi. Yeah, I just had a master, one of my masterminds this morning and I got on and I was like, did we skip one of our meetings? It feels like it's been longer than two weeks. And they were like, no, I think you've just done a lot in two weeks. You've just lived a lot of life in two weeks. I've lived an entire life in the last two weeks. (laughs) So true. I mean, really like the last month, I feel like, right? Yeah. I mean, I just feel like I'm definitely like, like taking a big breath right now because I basically like have been super, super busy the last two months because like September was more like personal busyness and traveling. And then last month was like, well, like all of October, basically. And then most of this month was busy with work. So, yeah, I'm just like mostly over the hump. So good. (laughs) And having that training done, I imagine, feels just like a huge weight has been lifted as well. I mean, it's just like a combination of like the scholarship, like stuff being pretty much wrapped up and the training being pretty much wrapped up. Like both of those were happening at the same time. So yeah, it just basically I'm like, oh my God, I have so much like time ahead of me. Like I can't wait. At the end of the training last week, the coach was asking like, okay, so like, you know, what's everybody's plans to implement what we've learned this week? And everybody else was like, you know, finish my website and design my coaching packages and all of these things. And I was like, I'm going to rest. <laughs> um, sorry about it. I'm going like, to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take some time to decompress. I'm going to go on a vacation. Like, 
So yeah, it's been a lot, but it's been good. And like, it was exactly like I knew that was going to happen and I was very prepared for it. So yep. it's fine. And like now I feel like so great and nice because I know that like I'm pretty much finishing up. Like I've been ca- playing catch up this week so far. But besides that, like, I just know it's going to get back to, like, more normal. So I love when Sam says here, you know, I'm just going to rest and go on vacation, right? Because I think that so often we feel like as, you know, six-figure business owners, people must be thinking about things in a certain way. They must be these, like, super, quote-unquote, responsible business owners or, you know, always have it all figured out. And what's true is that business always ebbs and flows, right? So she's had times where she's been super all in, like she had the scholarship and the training and like really, really went all in. And now she has vacation and just wants to rest and take it easy and all of that. And so the point being like, you can go all in and you can rest. Like business is about ebb and flow. It's not like you should be resting 24 seven and never have to go all in, nor is it like you have to be all in all the time. The mindset of a seven and six figure business owner is truly, being able to ride those ebbs and flows in their business, right? Is being able to go, hey, this is gonna be an all-in couple weeks during this period of time, and it's gonna be an all-out couple weeks when I take vacation and rest. And so giving yourself permission to do both is ultimately going to be the thing that moves your business forward because it helps you stay invigorated, it helps you not burn out, it helps you stay energized. So really give yourself the permission to find what that ebb and flow looks like in your business without making a lot of stories of how it quote unquote should look. I, I loved that in the questionnaire. I was like, what were your wins? You were like, I didn't kill anyone. <laughs> yeah, I didn't murder anyone. I didn't kill didn't myself. Like, great. Nope. That is a win like, over here. Winning. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me where we're at in terms of like wrapping up the scholarship stuff. Tell me if there's any like takeaways that you kind of want to share from like training. I know it was kind of like more woo than you're used to. Like, just give me a brain dump there. Yeah, so the training was great. Um, At the beginning of the week, I was kind of like, oh, God, I hope this is going to be worth it. Like, I really hope I'm not going to regret spending this much money and everything. Like, I hope that I get, you know, I take away everything that I want. Because I really went because I wanted to be able to, like, better serve my clients, however that, like, looks for them, right? So I was a little nervous about it at the beginning of the week. But by the end of the week, I was like, no, I feel really good. And, like, even though... I might not use like all of the techniques we learned. I feel like I'm like super equipped to deal with anything, even if that thing that they're struggling with is like less strategic and more mindset. Um, And I already used it. Like I had my call with my coaching scholarship client yesterday and I kind of used some of the like questioning techniques and reframing and stuff that happens in NLP. And like I could see it on her face like it was such a shift like thinking about it in a different way what we were talking about and it like definitely would not have been as impactful for her like before I knew learned what I learned in this training. So good. So uh, mindset. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So so it was great. uh, And I feel like it really was worth it. So that was good. Um logistically around the scholarship so I had two people that I didn't award the scholarship to but they were like a like a yes they were like oh I just have to like figure out the money but like yeah I want to do this so since um I've been following up with them 
And one of them, I actually, like, missed her application, got, like, lost in the shuffle. So I emailed her after, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I already awarded the scholarship to someone, but, like, I'd still love to get on a call with you. So I was able to pitch her on the call. And it went – and it was, like, great. And it was just, like, so, like, yes, this is how it needs to happen, right? Like, it was, like, I got in my groove, whatever. So she was, like, a yes. And so since then, she's been, like, ghosting me a little bit. So I'm going to continue to follow up with her. She hasn't pulled the trigger yet. And then my other yeah, soft yes was then she came back afterwards with a money objection. So I need to follow up with her again. And then I got like a few other money objections from there. And so I did follow up with them kind of just like does this like if money were no object, like is this a right fit for you? And so the people that did answer me from that said like, yeah, it definitely is. But not right now. Like I have other commitments. So it was kind of like a hard like all the money objections I were I was getting felt like a really hard no. Like you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like wishy-washy. They were all like, yeah, no, not right now. So that was tough. So I think that like something I would just offer there is that um I think especially in coaching, it's not like we don't have to take a no as a no, but I also think that like the whole purpose of coaching is really to, like, challenge our own beliefs and limitations, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I'm sure that's exactly what you were doing with your coaching client yesterday and why she was, like, feeling a shift, right? Mm -hmm. And so, for example, if they're coming back and saying, like, it's 100% the right fit, it's just really not the right time, like, Mm -hmm. I would just want to know more there. Like, that isn't a no to me. That's, like, a am curious. Like, why is it not the right time? Like, what's really going on here? Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, they were just, like, coming back with, like, like I have other financial commitments right mm-hmm. now that, like, make this not possible for me. So I felt like it was just, like, closing the conversation, and I it was, like, I was finding it difficult to, like, keep it open without coming across as, like, feeling, but wait, wait, you know, wait, let me try and convince you. You know what I mean? I was struggling there. Yeah, so I feel like it's not really like you want to feel like you have to convince anybody. I think that it's just that you want to be someone that gives Mm -hmm. context and permission. So something that I always try to remember and that I find to be like really interesting and important is that you've probably experienced this um, somewhat too, but like most people in our lives are not going to give us any level of like permission or uh, encouragement to invest in ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's just like not a mainstream thing, right? right. Yeah. <laughs> One of my clients, this is just like a funny little aside, but I remember that she told me like when she invested in me for the first time, her parents like took her aside and sat her down and they're like, we're very, very worried about you. <laughs> That's right? Like, the, you know what I mean? So, yeah. So my point in saying that is I think that like what most people – and you're especially working with people that are like very new to this world, right? Right. What most people think is like I have to have the money just sitting there. It's a really big risk to invest in myself. Like I have to be willing to basically like get rid of all that cash and never see it again. Like I have to have it there at this very moment, all of that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? That's just kind of like mainstream philosophy. Does that feel true? Yeah, because I did get some specific money objections. Like after I get a couple of clients, I'm definitely ready to work with you. So I did kind of – I have to respond to a few of those still and be like, um, you know, well, what have you been doing up until now that's getting you clients that – 
will like change. You know what I mean? Like, well, you haven't been getting clients up until now. So how is that going to change? With just I think it's you? also permission giving like, hey, like a ton of permission to like hire the coach before you have the clients. Mm-hmm. That's really normal. Many of my clients are hiring me well before they have the clients because what they ultimately want is to like do it right the first time and to have the best chance at success and to actually know how to get the clients and all of that kind of stuff. But like it is wild how not norm that is for most people to consider. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they have to like specifically make the money to then save the money for this thing. They view it as an expense and not mm-hmm. an investment. Right. 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 And so we're not trying to push on like you have to change this. But like if we're not willing to have that alternate conversation with them, nobody is. Right. Like they're not going home and saying to their husband like, oh, like I was going to hire Sam, but I didn't. And he's not going to be like, baby, you have to invest in yourself. Like that's how you get the result. Like that's just not usually what's going to happen. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So just such an opportunity, and I think, like, there's a huge difference here between the types of clients you're used to working with in the agency versus these types. Those people already have established businesses, and they're already comfortable with investment, right? Right. Well, and they just think of it differently, too, especially because, like, they're in – whether they think of it as an investment or an expense in the business, it's, like, in the business, whereas a lot of these people are viewing it as, like, their personal money, right? Yep. Totally. Yeah. So something that's really important to point out here is that mainstream philosophy is really to look at something like this as an expense, right? And not a safe bet to invest in yourself. We really have a a world that's set up in many ways where investing in yourself is seen as like wild and risky and, you know, taking on a coach is seen as an expense, right? Our job is to help people see it differently so that they can overcome so many of their own objections. In fact, helping them see that differently in many ways overcomes all the objections, right? Because it's like permission to actually invest in yourself, permission to see investing in yourself as the best investment there is, permission for it to be an investment and not just an expense. I could go on and on there, right? But the point is, is that mainstream thinking is one way and we get to help people see it another way and give them permission to step into that, right? Like one of the greatest gifts I've given myself is to see myself as the best investment I can possibly make, right? And that has changed everything for me. Unfortunately, in a lot of like mainstream culture, we are taught to believe that we are almost the riskiest investment we can make, right? So if you can have those conversations with people, if you can give them permission to see it a new way, you are not only really shifting their mindset, but you're overcoming so many, if not all, of the objections that are keeping them stuck. So don't hesitate to go there because that is truly going to be a gift. It's not just a sales tactic. It's actually a beautiful coaching strategy as well. Um, yeah, so I'm still going to follow up with all of them, but just trying to like, yeah, I don't want to come across as like, but wait, wait, you know what I mean? Let me keep pitching you. Because I do also think like I'm obviously going to follow up with them in a couple months and be like, how did it go? Have you gotten more clients? Like, you know what I mean? Like, how's it going? Totally. So the best advice I would say is like change the conversation from a pitch to a question. Right. Yeah. Right. 
So if they're saying like, you know, I really want to wait till I get the next three clients, my question would be like, have you ever considered like giving yourself permission to look at it as an investment and invest before you had the clients so that you had the best chance, blah, 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 blah. Like just ask that question. Yeah. Yeah. That feels good. It's like a little bit more of a conversation starter. So that, yeah, I'm definitely going to follow up with them. Um, so Where I think that it feels pushy is when we're taking away their question or their choice, right? Yeah. Yeah. When we're like, no, you have to do this or it has to be this thing or you have to see it as invest- an investment. We're not saying any of that shit. We're just saying basically like, have you considered looking at it like this? Right. Yeah. And I guess that's like and that's definitely like where last week is probably going to help because I was like trying, I couldn't figure out how to get them to like reframe it mm-hmm. in their mind without me feeling like I was like pitching them in a you know, way that didn't feel good, right? Like, I know I can pitch totally. them, like, that's fine. But, like, in a way that felt, like, smarmy or whatever. Totally. And I think there's two things that are really going to help significantly there. Thing number one is that they're going to see you actually coaching them. hmm Yeah. Like, that's actually being the coach. Like, I've totally, like, coached people through – uh, money objections and then been like, that's why I'm hiring you because you were willing to walk me through that. Yeah, that makes sense. And that makes right? it helps for me for sure. Totally. And then two is at the very least, when you follow up with them in a couple months, they're going to still really have you top of mind because you said the thing that other people aren't necessarily like willing to say or you stayed in the question with them. Mm -hmm. Um, What I think is so done so often in the online space and what I know that you don't do in in your digital space is that um, as soon as someone's maybe like hesitant, some people will just like peace out and then they feel like, oh, okay, well, I was just like a number. They didn't actually want to work with me anyway. Right. Yeah. But when someone's hesitant and you're like, I'm like, I really would love to help with you so like, or help you. So I'm like willing to stay in this with you and keep this conversation open in a way that actually, you know, feels good and serving. Mm-hmm. It's wild how that changes their perspective too. Because then it's not just like Sam, this person that I might hire. It's like this person that like actually gives a shit about what's keeping me stuck. Oh, duh. That's exactly what I need. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think it's definitely the email thing. It's like it's hard because I think if in a conversation like I'd be able to like Mm -hmm. establish that connection a little bit more. So it's also something like I'm not as worried because I feel like the scholarship like presented certain like situations that probably won't be quite the same moving forward. Right. Because like I'll be pitching in the call and like so I'll already have that kind of going. So, um, so yeah, I'm definitely like, I think that I'm going to follow up with those people still, um, and just like see where it goes. But like, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe one or two, like in a couple months are like, oh, right. Like I said, I was going to get more clients and then I still haven't. And here I am in the same place. Like, you know, can't keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. I love how Sam and I had that conversation about how these people might come off the fence in a few months, right? Because that is truly long-term thinking and that is evidence of a sustainable long-term business, right? When you're a business owner that can look at something that's happening now and go, it's okay if the results don't play out for a few months. Number one, you're actually acknowledging and believing and acting as though, of course, you'll be in business in a few months. Number two, you're not just looking for that quick win. You're looking for long-term success. You're looking for sustainability, right? 
Sam's years in business at this point have taught her that it's okay for a strategy to play out. So many new entrepreneurs have not yet learned that lesson. And so they're always looking for like, how can I get the result right now, today, shit, yesterday, right? And they're feeling frustrated all the time and they're not creating long-term success or sustainability from that place, right? And they're feeling really confused and wondering why. And this is why, right? Because sometimes you have to be willing to be like, it's okay if this takes a few months to play out. Most of the things that I do in my business at this point are a long-term play. Right. And I recognize that I'm at a place in my business where I can do that and that it is harder when you want that fast win. But ultimately, the win does not have to be a long time away either. Like we're talking about a few months, right? We're not talking about a few years here. It's just really, really important to adopt that long term thinking, both from a mindset perspective in terms of like what you're ultimately manifesting is a business that you know will continue to grow months from now but also from a strategy and execution standpoint in terms of you're still seeing that as a viable strategy and you're still executing with the idea in mind that you will get results. So pay attention to that and pay attention to how you're looking and thinking about that in your business because it truly matters. And the business owners that are making six and seven figures are always and have been looking at it as a long-term play and you can adopt that right now. So totally. It's just yeah. laying that foundation. I think another yeah. thing, and I know we talked about this in base camp a little, but I'll just like reinforce it one more time mm-hmm. is don't hesitate to just do like a last offer to get back on a call. Yeah. Like if you're hitting a wall in terms of the follow up where you're like, I just can't say what I want to say in this mm-hmm. email. You could just be like, hey, like, I'd really love to share with you more about this. Like, if you're willing to get back on a call, I'd love to support you in that. And, like, if they do, great. And if they don't, great. But, like, ultimately, like, if you're feeling like I just can't communicate this in the way that I want to via email, like, that's always a good go-to as well. Right. Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Um. Yeah. And so then everybody else is just ghosting, which is fine. So I'm going to probably follow up like one or two more times with them. I think because at this point I followed up like three or four times with everyone. Totally. What I, what I always find to be like a helpful reminder there is that like if they were really a no, they're an empowered adult on the other end that can just say no. Right. Like, yeah, like I'm going to keep following up until I get a no. And that's so funny. Exactly. I was talking to somebody on my mastermind and she was like, well, I'm reaching out to, you know, brands that I want to partner with or whatever um, um, on Instagram. And, you know, they're just not getting some of them just aren't getting back to me. And I was like, well, how many times has she have you followed up? And she was like, well, no, I haven't because (laughs) I'm just assuming that Mm -hmm. they don't want to work with me. So if I follow up, then they're going to think I'm annoying. And I was like, no, like if they get annoyed, they were never going to work. They're only annoyed because they didn't want to work with you, but they didn't take the time to say that. And they're only getting annoyed because you're following up with them. So they were never going to be your people anyways. So why do we care if they're annoyed? Totally. And if they're annoyed, then they should just hit reply and say thanks, but no thanks. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Like they chose not to do that. So they thought, what, you're going to be their mind reader and you're just going to know that because they didn't respond, you know, They didn't want to work with you. Like, we know that's not the case, obviously, because I'm on this podcast, right? Like, because you had to follow (laughs) up a couple times. So. 100%. Yeah. So I'm going to definitely keep following up with them. I was. One thing I do kind of want to ask you what you think about is um, somebody asked me, they were like, oh, are you going to run any Black Friday sales with the coaching? 
So I was mm-hmm. kind of like, mm. well, at first, my first reaction was like, no, because I don't want to do anything. I'm in, I'm in relax mode. You're in vacay mode. I'm yeah, in yeah. vacay <laughs> mode. But then I was like, well, I guess I could pretty easily offer like a 90 minute intensive or like a free 90 minute intensive or a free digital strategy audit, like for everyone, like not just scholarship people. Um, what do you think about that? I love that idea. I mean, I think that like we'd obviously put a cap on. Yeah. Oh, on yeah. Like number. I'm only like allowing X, but they'd have to like. Well, I was totally. gonna do, and it's like if they sign up like for the program, they get this free thing, right? So it's like an added bonus because then that's like also for the scholarship people. That's like a touch, another touch point because I can be like, hey, like I know you missed it, uh, but you know I am offering it for my Black Friday sale, whatever. Totally. I think like you're your best win right now and you're probably like already experiencing this since you already had your first call, but your win right now is to just be out there coaching. Right. Yeah. You know, one, to practice the skills you just learned, two, to just get more comfortable in that space, and three, then to have like testimonials, to have feedback, to have all of that, and then to turn those people into sales. Like I find it almost impossible to believe, and I'm sure that you do too, that you would have whatever, let's make something up, 10, 90-minute intensives, and those people don't turn into a sale. Yeah. So that was the other thing that I was thinking too is like, should I offer like just 90-minute intensives like for whatever, however much money? Because then – you know, that gets them on the call with me, but it's like a little bit deeper because it's 90 minutes. I can start to like show that coaching a little bit more. So it's a bit better than, a you know, a free 20 minute discovery call. And so I was thinking about adding that because it also lends itself like really well to some of the techniques that I was learning last week. So I think we're you're saying two separate things, like still do the free Black Friday thing, but you're saying in general oh, yeah. add an intensive as part of your your sales plan. Right. Because then it's like if I'm also adding the intensive to like my normal like package offerings, right? Like, oh, you can just buy this intensive if you want, if you, you know, or I have the one-on-one program. Because if I'm if I add that, then you know, on Black Friday, I can be like, great, you're going to get this. Like, if you sign up for the program, the coaching program, you're going to get this, like, other thing for free that's normally XYZ amount. Totally. So I definitely agree with that. I think that having, like, an entry point offer is really, really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, at the beginning of my business, all I did was sell intensives and upsell from there. And mm-hmm. it was, like, the smartest thing. Okay. Um, Because it was an easy yes, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would do like a free strategy call and then I would pitch the intensive. And it wasn't like a, I have to talk to my husband and I have to think about it and I have to do all this stuff. It was like, you know, 397 or some shit like that. And it was just a yes, right? So I was getting yeses on the calls like all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's stay on the topic of sustainable long-term business here, right? Because I think there are just so much evidence of that in this session. So another thing is Sam wanting to do her Black Friday offer for free, right? That to me is so evident of a sustainable long-term business, right? And I'm not saying you need to do it for free forever. Certainly not. And certainly that is not Sam's plan. She's just so aware of the fact that leads are her number one focus right now and getting more people warmed up and getting more leads in the door is the singular thing that is going to move her coaching business forward. So instead of looking for that short-term play, like how do I make 400, 500 bucks off an intensive this week? She's looking for the long-term play. 
how do I warm up as many leads as possible so I have a super warm pipeline for a long time to come and start making conversions over time, right? That is totally the difference between six-figure thinking and scarcity, basically, right? Scarcity is like, how do I make that 500 bucks this week? Long-term thinking is like, what's my number one focus and how do I grow that right now? How do I lean into that right now? Her number one focus is leads. So everything she's doing is gonna be directed at that. And again, I'm not trying to make light of the fact that if you need to make $500 in your business this week, that that doesn't feel like a pressing problem. That might be, that might be your number one focus, right? But in terms of long-term results, sustainability, scalability, right? Making that play that she's making in terms of doing her Black Friday offer for free is so valuable and so important. Right, and then of course we're we're gonna sell off the back end of that, and of course we're we're not gonna do it for free for everyone. There's lines and boundaries and all of that that you see us talking about. But again, knowing what your focus is, right, leads is hers, and then being willing to direct every strategy and action toward that, i.e., get more people on the phone, get more people having a great experience, get more testimonials, get more warm leads in your pipeline. You're going to see so many more long-term results because of that and because of that thinking. So that's something I hope that you take away from this session and this episode is that ultimately you can make the short-term play and like you can get that quick win potentially, but I want to know if you're really thinking about things in the long-term sense and growing what you want over time instead of getting one win this week. Sam will get wins this week, right? Those are going to be her getting more warm leads in the pipeline, but she's going to see that as a win, right? And that's what's so important. She's also going to see how that impacts her business long-term. That's also very important. So I hope that mindset and that way of thinking about strategy really resonates and is something that you can apply right away. So ultimately, like, I think that that's totally a fit for you. And I think especially if you feel like you have like techniques that are really useful to that, like, again, we just want to put those into play and put those into practice. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So I'm starting to kind of think about the fun, like the sales funnel. So it would be like free. I like the idea of calling it a strategy call instead of a discovery call. I actually really like Mm -hmm. that a lot because I feel like discovery call is like so wishy-washy and everybody offers it. So I like just that language. Yeah. So when I was doing those, like I actually was giving strategy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For, I mean, it's hard right. for me not to, well, you know, <laughs> I was just going to say, and I know you probably are anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I think it just like beefs it up a little bit more. Like everybody totally. fucking offers a free strategy call. So I like the idea of like a free or everybody offers a discovery call. So I like the idea of a free strategy call. And then from there, I pitch the intensive. And then from there, they do the group coaching. So I do really like that idea. Um, Yeah, I just have to decide on a price point for the strategy call or for the intensive, excuse me. Yeah. So what's really nice about that funnel, too, is that we can include the intensive as part of your package. And then it's basically like they put a down payment down. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like if you commit to the coaching program, then like you're gonna get the intensive kind of a thing for free, right? Yep. Yeah. And so then if you pay for the intensive, we just credit that payment toward the coaching program. Right, right, exactly. Which is like what I was doing with the deposits for the scholarship people. 
Exactly. And that's super important because then they're not deciding. It's not like, well, do I do the intensive or do I do the long term? I always like am pitching it in a way where I'm like, well, you can just start with the intensive because then either way you can step into the long term. Like it doesn't change anything. Right. Yeah. I like and that. that's helpful because it just removes decisions. And the more we can like remove that decision fatigue for our buyers, like the easier it is to get a sale, right? Yeah, I really like that idea. So I am obsessed with the idea of decision fatigue. <laughs> Potentially that needs to be a solo episode so that I don't talk for 10 minutes on this clip. But removing decision fatigue for yourself and for your buyers is so key, right? But let's talk about doing it for your buyers right now. We're doing that by creating a funnel that sells into the next offer like we just discussed with Sam, right? That completely removes decision fatigue from your buyer. There's that old saying, a confused buyer doesn't buy, right? But it's so freaking true. And we all know what it feels like to have decision fatigue in our own businesses and how that impacts the quality of our decisions and it impacts us moving forward. The same is true for your buyers. So building a funnel right? That ultimately sells into itself and into the next offer completely removes that for your people. That is so incredibly valuable, especially for Sam's people. Like if we look at her, her target audience, who's just, you know, kind of feeling like that deer in headlights mentality of like, I want to leave my job. I want to build this business. I don't know how I really need someone to tell me how giving them that step-by-step process of how and not having them make a bunch of decisions along that way and positioning Sam as the expert who's like, first you do this, then you do this, and it all sells into the next offer is going to be so much more simple in terms of them saying yes, in terms of them feeling good about it, and in terms of her moving her sales process forward. So no matter what your sales process looks like, remembering Uh, to remove decision fatigue for your buyers through your funnel is so useful, so useful. So position yourself as the expert, take away those decisions where it's like, well, do you want this thing or this thing or this thing or this thing, right? And tell them you need this thing, right? They're looking for that expertise and they're looking to have those decisions removed for them. And that's exactly what we all want, right? Is like less decisions sometimes. And so do that for your buyers. Think about that in your funnel and watch the results come in. Um, okay, so tell me what you think you'd want to do the intensive on. I mean, yeah, so like in the training last week, like I can do like an like an NLP like success kind of a training, which is gonna be like 90 minutes normally. So it's like you know, 45 minutes of like kind of coaching and touching base and getting to know them. And then it would be like the rest of the time might be like some change work, whatever that is, whether it's like any of the like time techniques or hypnosis or anything like that. Um, or the other or on the other side of the coin, keeping it like more strategic I guess I'd have to think about that because then like what am I giving them on the strategy on the free strategy call versus the intensive? So here's here's my take. I think that it's probably really smart to do more of a strategy-based intensive. Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because we're thinking about your people that are like still in their nine to fives, right? Like what most of them are saying, and I imagine like what you heard a ton. Um, just in the scholarships and stuff is if I just had someone to tell me how, I would do it. Right. 
Yeah, they just, like, don't know what step is right or, like, in what order. Yep. Now, we know that that's not entirely true. There's probably way more to it than that, but they just don't – they're not aware of that right now. So the likelihood that they're going to buy more, like, a mindset – um, focus session at that point is just low. And and I think we're just not actually playing to your strengths then, which truly is the strategy right. piece at this moment, right? Yeah. Yeah, that definitely – I there, I agree. I think kind of getting a feel for – like the free strategy session would be like getting a feel for where they're at and then maybe making like a little like okay here's the next like three to five steps you need to be doing that's gonna like move the needle and then from there the intensive is like a little bit more like high level you know really figuring out like what they want to do like the purpose kind of digging into like well like how is that serving you like what's the structure of the business and what you know why do you want that kind of a thing and then prepping like a longer term like action plan from there like maybe even like 90 day action plan in the intensive so here's here's how i would like you to think about it mm-hmm. i think that <laughs> i actually don't want you to leave them with a 90 day plan mm. oh because then they because don't need me for 90 days why would i up they're gonna right. just be like okay cool i'll check in in 90 days yeah. right no, mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense <laughs> um so I actually think it's almost the opposite. So I think that like the the free strategy session, we want to go super, super specific. And then the intensive, we want to even dial in on that specificity. So for example, like um, in the strategy session, let's say you're three to five steps where like, well, you need to be putting out content. You need to be um, honing in on your messaging and building an audience. And you need to be like starting to sell. Mm-hmm. Then the intensive can be like, I'll help you, whatever, come up with like uh, a digital marketing plan or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Because that's the first step in all of this. Right. So basically, we want to be like, let's identify this, then let's help them start with step one. And then the pitch after that is like, but remember, there's so much more. There was those three other things or two other things we identified too. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more than just like getting out the marketing. So basically we're we're giving them like really specific wins. Right. And specific pieces of clarity, but we're making it so clear that it's one piece of a much bigger pie. Does right. that feel good? Like what comes up for you in that? Yeah. I mean, I think that naturally happens on like a lot of my calls too, because they're like, oh, but you know, they'll be asking like, but how does that work with this? Or like, what is this? How? And it kind of like almost makes them realize like how many different things there are and things they could do and things that they right. can decide to do. So I think that kind of naturally happens because they're like not often like, you know, a lot of times they're just like, oh, I need to get more clients. And then they do like some random thing versus like thinking <laughs> about like, oh, this is how this is going to work with that. And that's going to work with that. And, you know, thinking like a little bit more higher level strategic. Totally. So what comes up for me basically then is doing the intensive like with a really clear like digital strategy focus. And the reason I say that is because I think you just have so much to leverage in terms of messaging there. Right. It just makes so much fucking sense for me to hire you for that. You've been running a business on that for four years. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. And you get to market to that. Like, you know, don't don't hire just anyone for this. Like I've been doing this like on the ground, like literally executing on this for four years. I'm the best person you could hire for this. Right. 
Yeah, for sure. That makes sense. Then they're going to be like, oh, duh, she's the best person I should hire for this. Let me do that. You know, it just, like, gives us such an easy in there. Right. And then, like, while we're on that intensive, it's like, oh, great. Like, she can help me with, like, all these other things. And, like, I like her and, like, da-da-da, whatever. And, like, the other fun thing is you can almost, like, surprise them with the NLP stuff, right? (laughs) Right. On the – Intensive, like if they're having resistance to be like whatever it is, like, you know, I don't want to post two times a day or something like that. Like you get to almost surprise them with like pulling out some mindset shit and reframes there. Yeah. Yeah. And then they see that in action. Like they're almost like starting to realize like, I didn't even know that I need that, but that's super helpful. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. That feels good and like easy too. So I like that. So for the – intensive what's the takeaway like if we had to be like the one thing you're going to walk away from this intensive with is blank what do you feel like that is I think it's going to be like a digital marketing plan you're going to know like what social media platforms you should be on you're going to know like how you're connecting with your audience like where you're connecting with your audience um and like how often you should be doing that so good Yeah. And I love that it's, like, specific in terms of, like, you're going to walk away with a plan. Yeah. Yeah, because then it's, like, they can still – even if in their mind they're, like, oh, yeah, I'm just going to do this thing. I'm not going to do her long coaching program. Like, great. So it's, like, still really valuable and actionable for them. And then, like, I'm going to win them over during the intensive, obviously. 100%. Yeah. Um. Also, it just really meets them where they're at. Like if if we look at those people in the nine to five or whatever, again, we know they're saying, I wish someone would just tell me how. I wish someone would just give me a plan. And you're like, cool, cool. I have four years of experience doing this and I'll give you a plan. Just pay me. Right. Yeah. Because it's almost like something <laughs> that like even if they weren't like even – I mean, obviously, I hope that they're looking for coaching and want to do the coaching. But like even if in their mind they're not sure if they need coaching or want coaching, like they still want that other thing. They totally so like want to get plan. them in. exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's just being strategic about meeting them where they're at, and then, like you said, winning them over, showing them what's next, showing them the next value point. But like when when we can meet them in exactly what they're saying, we just make it freaking easy for them and for us, which is like the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk about the Black Friday aspect of it then. Like, so you're gonna give away these digital strategy sessions, which is awesome too because then like what can happen is if the amount that we want to give away for free sells out, we can be prepared to be like, cool, those all got taken. But if you want to buy one, here's your opportunity. Should I offer it when it runs out at – I mean, I don't even know what fucking price point I'm going to put it at. But should I be like, okay, great. All the free ones are gone. Um. But you can buy one at this discount. Or should Mm -hmm. I just be like, you can just buy one at the regular price? I would still do a discount. Like, I would be like, the regular price is this. You can buy one at this. Because that just makes it sound really sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that I feel like I'm going to give away, like, three. Because I think more than that might be, like, a little much since they're 90 minutes. And then I don't know what – I don't know what price point. I was thinking 197, but I'm kind of like, mm, is that enough? I don't know. Because no. I want it to be <laughs> yeah, like if it's too low, then I come in and I pitch them cuz 
So I offered the scholarship people the whole program like at $833 a month, right? Which is $5,000. Right. But like now I'm yep. just like, put, we're, it's going up to a thousand. Like it's it's happening. Even though nobody booked, like I don't, I don't really care. So <laughs> um, so I feel like 197 is too low to then jump to a thousand a month. Two really important mindset things that I want to point out here. One is that Sam said, I'm raising my prices even if no one booked. And two is she said, I'm making the ghosting unimportant, right? Those two are so mission critical to Sam's mindset and her overall success. And I'll tell you why. Number one is she's not going, well, I'm only allowed, quote unquote, to raise my prices if X, Y, Z is happening. You're allowed to do whatever you want in your business. And having that power and that mentality changes everything. Like she knows that at this time she wanted them to be higher. And so she can control that and is moving forward. When you feel in control of what you want in your business, everything shifts. When you feel like, well, I can't do this until someone else does this, you will always feel out of your power in your business, right? When you feel out of your power in your business, that impacts everything from your mindset to your strategy, to your execution, right? And ultimately your results, of course. And so her being able to go, well, this is what I want. This is what I'm in control of. And so I'm going to do it is 100% six and seven figure mindset, right? So really take that in and ask yourself, like, are you looking at your business going, well, I can't do this until someone does this. And if so, it's time to shift that and take your power back because it is amazing what can happen when you do that. The second piece was making the ghosting unimportant. So what I see so many business owners do is take that really, really personally, right? Someone doesn't answer them and they absolutely just feel like it is such a personal dig or like they did something wrong or like someone doesn't like them or like a million other things, right? And it becomes so personal and we create so many stories around it. And those stories hold us back from selling, they hold us back from moving forward and they impact us so significantly. When you can go, that's just data, that's just interesting and it's unimportant, I'm moving on. You're actually a business owner running a business and you're not taking it so personally. You're not creating those stories that then change your actions that then impact your sales and so on, right? So if you have something like that happening in your business and you can just see it as part of being in business and something that you can like learn from or grow from or take data from potentially, but as mostly unimportant, you will be freaking amazed at how much easier things get for you. So really something to take away there is that the ghosting thing doesn't have to be important, right? It doesn't have to be a personal assault. And the raising prices thing doesn't have to be waiting on someone else. You get to do what you want to do when you want to do it. Right? Like that's a big jump. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Like it's it's too big and it like doesn't, it, there's not like a value comparison there. Like I'm almost like pissed at that point that I'm like, well, wait, I just got you for 197 and now I have to pay this. Like right. if anything, we almost want the intensive to feel a little more expensive. Like 497? Um, let me just math for a second. Um, <laughs> okay. You're, you meet with them three times a month, right? Twice a month. Twice a month. So it's like one and a half meetings. So it's like three-fourths of a month, basically, because it's 90 minutes, because I meet with them two times a month for an hour. So like at 90 minutes, you almost have a whole month. Yep. 
But then they're also getting that unlimited Slack support. Exactly. So we want something that's just somewhat in alignment with that, right? Mm -hmm. So I even think like 597 probably makes sense. Okay. Um, But we can keep discounting it for a little bit. So we could say like the price point is 597. For Black Friday, it's 397. Yeah, that sounds good. Then maybe it goes up to four ninety seven, and we still do a discount or whatever. We're just like g- giving ourselves room there, right? Yeah. But we're valuing it at five ninety seven, which, by the way, is totally fucking appropriate for the fact that they're going to have an entire digital strategy mapped out from someone who actually knows what the fuck they're doing in that arena. <laughs> yeah, I think that like yeah, because I I know a lot of people who charge like in that five hundred ish range for like a ninety mm-hmm. minute call. So I think that's like really normal. Um, I'd be curious to see because they're new in the space. Like I'm in the space, so I know 500 for a 90 minute call is really normal. But if they're like, oh yep. god, that's so much money because they're like haven't looked at it that much before. So I, I'll be interested to see that. I think the really important like piece there in terms of the marketing, mm-hmm. right? Um, is you're not really paying 597 for the call. You're paying 597 for a digital marketing strategy. Yeah, that makes sense. That, I think people even out of the industry get the the value there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does that, – that makes more sense. If that digital marketing strategy gets you one client, you just tripled your, your income probably or your investment, I mean. Right. Yeah. That's a lot of the marketing I want you to go with is the idea of like it's the plan, not the call. Right. Yeah, because then they get, like, fixated on the 90 minutes, and it's like, I've never spent that much money for something that's only 90 minutes long, right? Like, so that makes more sense to have them be focusing on, like, the value and the result. Yeah, I'm just paying to talk to someone for 90 minutes. Like, no, that's not actually what you're doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's good. Feel good Okay, so – it, it, how do you want to do the giveaway? Like, first come, first serve? Do you want, like, you know, uh, people to just kind of put their name in the hat and you pick? Like, what, feel, what mm. feels good for you and what were you thinking about in terms of that? Interesting. I hadn't thought about it because I just thought about this Black Friday thing in the last <laughs> 52 minutes. So I have not thought about that yet. That is interesting because it's like if I'm doing a giveaway, I'm not really pre-qualifying anybody with like an application. Right. So there is a chance that I give away give it away to three people who like were never gonna be a client any and this is my thing that I put in base camp too, right? Like the people who are just like the freebies and they're never gonna pay for anything. But I feel like right. application an application like for a giveaway is too much. Like too much barrier to entry. I think what you could do is maybe something specific like where um you make a post and they have to tell you on the post like what they do what they need help with and why they want the intensive. Okay. And then you're like, I'll pick three people and I'll give it away for free. I like that. And that way, like, there's some level of qualification. It's It's engagement. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You can stalk them. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, like, that's the thing is I want to be able to creep their shit. (laughs) And, you know, then you also know who your warm leads are. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, because everyone the else on there took the time and you can personally message them and be like, hey, I know like I wasn't able to give it to everyone, but I'm going to offer it for $3.97 if you want it. Right. Yeah. 
That sounds good. So we really want to like get a clear um, vantage point on like who are those people that want it, who are those warm leads. I think you'll probably have to keep it open for a couple days just to like, oh yeah, you know, get the. I'll probably the vibe going. do it like starting. I'll definitely do it Friday to Monday, like through Monday, at least. I'm wondering if I should yeah, even and then do maybe- it like Wednesday to Monday or like or do it Friday to Monday and then extend it. So I would do it Friday to Monday and then the the like quote unquote your Cyber Monday deal is like the 397. So so should I have like the giveaway like choose the giveaway per people on Monday and then on Monday yeah. be like so basically they have to like enter Friday they have Friday Saturday Sunday to enter basically. Exactly. Okay. And then Monday I reach out to the people who didn't win. And be like, exactly. Oh, got it. Okay. And and I think that's ideal because we're giving them enough time for that post to like get traction and blow up, and for people to like tag their friends and whatever, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But it's not so much time that like they're losing interest by the time it comes to the next week, and they've already like spent money elsewhere or whatever. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. We're giving them that moment to be like, oh, no, 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 like, welcome to Cyber Monday. You can still buy from me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, Here's here's a question. And, like, I, I know the answer, but, like, I think we just want to be specific. Is it open to scholarship applicants? No. So then you're – you Was just that the answer? To Did you think I was going to say yes, maybe? I don't know. I've already, like – I, I, I thought you were gonna say no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, because my <laughs> thing is, is like I'm already if it, like it's great, like it's fine. You know, they they'll. I think the 397 can be open to them. Right. 100%. It's open to everyone. But yeah, like I already got. You know, I they are. I would be worried that I'm getting just those free, free, free people. At that point. Well, I think it. Bottom line, I think, is just that you already gave them right value. Like, you already gave them a call. Well, plus I was going to still do that group coaching call for them. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, no. So that part's done. You know what I mean? Right. So you really don't have to think about that at all. But you can totally reach back out to them and say, like, I know that the giveaway was closed to you for Black Friday, but what I'm offering is this. So do should I alert them that the Black Friday – they do not qualify for the Black Friday giveaway or just not pick them for the Black Friday giveaway? Oh, I don't think you have to, like, alert them per se. I think it's just more for you. Like, you just – If I happen to get any of them entering, then – and, like, you're just not even considering that. And I right. think if they ask you, you can be clear. Like, if they say, right. are you considering scholarship applicants? You can say no. Like, I wouldn't lie about that or anything. No, right? no, no, But, no. like, I'll just be like, no, you know, because you, you know, are getting that free group coaching call, uh, you know, also and, like, whatever. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think no for sure then. Um, yeah, and, and I actually completely forgot about that. <laughs> so fuck yeah, no well, is actually the too. answer. <laughs> I did too. So great. I have to like, You're like figure oh, shit, that I out. I have to do that. Yeah, I'm just going to – I'll put that on your list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was going to – I mean, I can also use that as an oper- – like another touch point. So I have to see when I'm going to email them about it because I think I should probably email them about it this week just to be like, 
<coughs> excuse me, <coughs> just to be like, hey, like, you know, I mentioned I'm going to offer like a group coaching call to everybody who didn't receive the scholarship. So like, I just want to let you know that that's going to be about, you know, lead generation and it's going to be happening XYZ date. I will like be, you know, I'll send you more information. Um, like if you're still interested in like the coaching program, like definitely let me know, da, 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 whatever. Like it's just another touch point for follow-up for them. And then, you know, they, if they see the Black Friday sale on Instagram, you know, social media or whatever, like, great, that's great. And then I can kind of wait and do the group coaching call after next week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would definitely tell them this week, but you don't need yeah. to do it this week. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. But I think telling them now is helpful too, because then they know they have that to kind of look forward to, so right. to speak. Um, exactly. They know that like you're delivering extra value. They know they have a touch point with you. You're staying top of mind. Like all of that's positive. Yeah. And I'm hoping that maybe some of the people that have been ghosting my just like more general follow-up emails might bring that might bring them back into the conversation. So we'll see what happens there. 100%. I love it. Okay. So um, <laughs> since you have all this free time now, um, can we make uh, an intensive sales page? Yeah. So that's like on okay. my – so basically I'm like, oh, great. Like I actually have like space and time to focus on like the coaching business and what's next for the coaching business. I have two – oh, so I like – you know, casual didn't tell you this, but I realized yesterday that I have surpassed the 150k by seven thousand dollars. What is wrong with you? Sorry, How did you not tell me that. I said that on my mastermind this morning. They were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, that's great, that's great." Tell us about your training. <laughs> they like, or they were like, oh "Great, great." Oh my gosh! So, so I'm yeah, I'm so freaking excited for you. Yeah, so that was great. I was super, super close, and I just like did some math wrong, and I, basically, I had gotten it. <laughs> and I thought I was really close, but I had gotten it. Like right out to 150, oh and then I just got another new subcon like co client from one of my subcontractors. So now I'm at like 157 already. Hell yeah! How does that feel? It I don't know. I don't even like care. <laughs> Not that I don't care. That sounds rude, but <laughs> I don't even care. You knew it was coming. Well, yeah. Like I knew. I mean, it took a while, so I'm just like fucking finally, Jesus. And then also like I'm just super like. Focus, I like I just want to be focused on the coaching piece like I think it's like you know it's new and it'll be fun you know what I mean I get to like flex my creative muscles a little bit right because I'm like basically creating this whole new arm in my business da 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 so I just I'm like great okay good um, whatever great <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know but I still have two I still have like technically four open proposals right now so I'm not doing any lead gen for the agency like in any way that is like fully shut down if the active proposals i have come on like that's fine and i will like assess the situation i'll increase my hours my va whatever but like that's it right so i'm really like looking at the next i keep thinking it's the beginning of november also which is really gonna come back and bite me in the ass because i keep being like so for the next two months but it's like nope for the next like 40 days great um i'm really like want to focus on like what is next for the coaching piece 
So that's going to be like getting it up on the site. Obviously, it's not even up on my fucking website yet. Like updating social create. I did not create my content plan. Did not do that. So like getting that in order and like starting to execute on all of those things is like definitely my focus, which it does feel like I have like the space to do that and still like have time on my hands. So that's great. I just feel like I've been like, this is like so lame because it's everybody says this, but I just feel like I've had massive up leveling in the last few months. Like <laughs> such a buzzword. I, I mean, I, I think it it's true. Like it can it can be like something everyone says and it can be true, right? Like I feel like you've really had to uh, step into just like another level and like stretch yourself in all new ways and that is what comes with that. But it's also like you've been really intentional about making sure that was happening. Like you haven't been like, oh, let me just like hang out and rest. You're like, what else can I do to like grow in this way? Like how else can I get certain that 150K is happening? Like you've done all the work for that. So it should fucking feel like an up level. Like that's amazing. Yeah. So it's definitely, and it's like, I feel like I'm right now, like really intentionally, like, yeah, I want to rest, but I'm like really intentionally resting and like doing all that. So I definitely feel like, you know, I mean, I have four open proposals right now. So, like, the chance that the agency is going to get to 175, 200 is halfway decent, which I'm, like, a little um, apprehensive about, actually, right? Um, but I know that I'll just um, bring the VA on to do more. So, that's great. Like, even just in this month, even though she wasn't, like, fully doing everything this month since we were just testing her out, she's been really great. And I already, like, feel that that was, like, really helpful. So I'm just – I'll just give her more things, right? Like, great, you do that. So I don't have to, like, spend too much more time if we get more clients for the agency. A hundred percent. Like, I think what's so important there – is that like you know how you cannot stifle your growth there even without being in- super intentional about it. Meaning like you have four proposals out and you know the exact path to like how you could service all of those, which is like give her more slash potentially hire someone else. Right. But you also don't have to push it. It's not like we're like we have to grow that to 200K. Like you're in a position of of detachment in terms of like if it comes in, I know what to do with it. And if not, like I know where my focus is. And that's like the best place to be. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's fine. It'll be fine. I'm definitely not doing any lead gen, though, because I really want to get to, like, I want to have, like, a lot of extra space, at least to the end of the year, because I'm going to be, like, doing coaching growing things. So I want to, like, make sure that I'm, like, feeling creative and, like, not feeling burnt out and things like that. And then I feel like I can, like, assess the situation in the new year, like, do I have coaching clients? Yes. Great. Okay. Do I want to like chill a little bit? What's the next step? Which is like, I'm definitely trying to exercise like a little bit of like allowing that because I really wish that I could make 2020 goals, but I just can't right now. Like I, it's all good. Like all of my options are still good and great and amazing, exactly. but I just don't feel like prepared really to make new goals. Well, I think you have one though, right? Which is like grow the coaching business and get full there. Like it's not like you don't have a goal, right? Yeah. I guess it's just like my goal is like to at a minimum sustain the agency and then. Mm -hmm. Exactly. 
Yeah, and grow the coaching. And I'm just super interested to see because I wanted to grow the coaching to 50K, but I'm like starting, even though I don't have a paying client right now, I'm just like starting to feel more and more that that's going to be like really, really easy. Yeah, totally. So I kind of like started thinking about like, just from like a larger perspective, like, okay, what does coaching look like? Like, is there group coaching? Is there like maybe like an email course? Is there eBooks? Is there like, are we working in some passive income there, right? So I'm like trying to like think about even like those aspects now, even though like one-on-one clients is obviously like what I'm focusing on right now. Totally. I think that it's like this, right? Like it makes sense to have a goal for the next thing because that keeps your focus strategic, right? So the goal is grow coaching to 50K, mm-hmm. sustain agency at 150 plus. Like those are the two metrics that matter right now, right? right? Yeah. It doesn't mean you can't ideate and dream and get excited and like get focused there. You just don't need like a specific goal orientation as it relates to that next step because you have the first step to hit. But like I think you're more clear than you think there. It's just that it's fun to like look past that and dream about it. But you don't require extra clarity there yet because just by having that many clients and getting to 50K, your entire outlook is going to shift. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So exciting, um, you know, that Sam is, you know, passing 150K and making the decision to stop lead gen there and just feeling like she knows these are all so attainable and she knows that 50K goal in coaching is an attainable goal, right? That is so important. I think sometimes we make goals that feel attainable wrong and want to be like on to the next, right? And it's not bad to have stretch goals, but sometimes, especially when we're building a new business and we're getting our feet wet in a new area, having goals that feel really attainable is super important because your brain can get on board with that. Your mindset can get on board with that. And it's so much faster to manifest and to form when we feel like, yeah, I I can get my belief behind that. Like I see that as possible. Sometimes when we set the goals that feel like a really big stretch, our brain just wants to fight with us the whole time about why it would be hard to get there, why it might not be attainable, how we're not there yet, all of these things. Again, I think there are some situations in which that's appropriate, but I really want to give you that view here of like why having that 50K attainable goal is so valuable for Sam. Because when she takes her action, she feels like, yeah, we're getting there. This is good. This is going to happen. My belief is there, right? And belief is everything in terms of how you show up and what results you create. So I would really offer that to you this week. Do you feel like you have a goal that you feel that aligned with that you feel like is that attainable that you feel that strongly about because if you do and you put your energy and your action behind it it basically has to manifest for you right if you have a goal that you're constantly second guessing or questioning or don't know if it's possible or all of these things again there may be a time and space for that but ultimately the second guessing is going to keep you more stuck it's going to keep you changing your strategy it's going to keep you you know in the mindset of not believing and all of those things and so really cool to see here how we knew 150k was super attainable crushed it right she knows 50k in coaching is super attainable and she's going after it and her actions are so in alignment with that she's not coming from a place of but will it work everything she talks about and says and does is coming from a place of of course this is attainable and that is such a gift to give to yourself so i really hope you check in with yourself on that this week and take that away 
So yeah. You'll have like so much information, so much data, so much experience that makes you go, well, of course we're doing the course or of course we're doing an ebook or whatever. Like it will become crystal clear through that action. Right. Yeah, definitely. So, so yeah, I mean, marketing is like the definitely like the next thing um, that I need to think about and focus on. Yeah. I basically decided I don't want to do a podcast. Okay. <laughs> it just, I don't want to do that much work. That's all it is, really. I don't want to do that much work. And I don't want to pay someone, like, I don't really want to have to pay a podcast editor right now. It just doesn't feel right for me right now. So, yeah. I think it's just like this, right? Like everything's like a four right now thing. So like if it doesn't feel right for right now, that's fine. Right. You've also been overwhelmed as fuck for a while. Right. So like it might feel right in January. Like whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll just see. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I love podcasts so much. So I want to be like really excited if I do it. Right. And that's yep. just not right now. So I've been trying to think about like what are my some of my other traffic drivers? Because I definitely do think it is like talking like right it's it's conversation it's like that's how I connect with people really well right so I don't and I have to think about a little bit more like is that an IGTV or is that like really consistently going live or what is that so here's my initial take Mm -hmm. is that I'm going to give you a hard time here. I know you hate this Um, (laughs) content plan is looming. Um, But what I would say is this. Like, I think step one is get this Black Friday offer out. Like, get the intensive sales page done. Get the marketing done for that. Like, step one. Step two is, like, you have to just have that solid content plan, Mm -hmm. right? Right. That's our foundation. And no matter if we do an IGTV thing or if we do a live thing or whatever, that's the Mm non-negotiable, right? Right. Through doing that, I think you will have a better idea of what you actually want to do with it. Right. Because you'll have more clarity in terms of like, well, what could this look like? What am I putting out? What am I really wanting to talk about? What's the best way in which to do that? But like, I think you got to step it one thing at a time at this moment. Does that feel true? Yeah, for sure. And, like, you may circle back to the podcast at that point and be like, fuck, I want it to be that. Or you may be like, oh, my God, I'm so glad it wasn't that. It makes so much more sense to do this instead, right? Yeah. But, like, in the absence of, like, a plan, it's hard to just be like, well, I guess I pick IGTV, right? Yeah, like, I just want to, like, I'm, I kind of – I am going to do this, like, probably um, by next week at some point. But I am just, yeah, like, I am I just want to, like, sit down and, like, sketch out, like, a content plan and then, like, how, you know, are things getting, like, reworked? What's happening? What's a frequency there? And, like, sketch that out and kind of, like, figure out, okay, logistically, like, can I even do this? Like, right? Like, bandwidth-wise, yeah. does that feel, not just that I have it, but, like, does that feel, like, good or is that too much or is that too little or whatever? So, I d- and that's kind of why, like, it is the prospect of like having the time to do that and just sit down and sketch it out is making me like feel a little bit more creative. So I'm just going to like lean into that. Like it, it's like, great. It's fun. Creative. Like I'm trying to think about that. Like, ugh, instead of, instead of like, Jesus, I got to do this thing. Like, ugh. well, let, let's do this. Right. Either you're going to have it done by next week or that's our whole call next week. It either mm-hmm. is fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, we know that that's a a sticking point for forward momentum. So Mm -hmm. either this week you have time and it feels good, or next week our whole call is dedicated to it. And, like, that's not good or bad. That's just either is fine. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. 
But that way, like, the space for it exists. Like, it's getting done in the next week kind of one way or the other. You know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely does. Because I really want to – like, we're going on vacation not next week but the week after. And I'm trying to – I'm not, like, fully not working because I was just out for a whole week. But I'm trying to, like, limit – as much as possible what I'm doing so I I know that I would really like to have my content plan sketched out so I can kind of just like while I'm on vacation it still feels good for me to like be thinking about those things and like oh what would that look like that's still fine for me like I just do that normally on my everyday basis I don't really think that's like working so like I want to have at least a framework so that when I'm on vacation I can like while I'm hanging out drinking my pina colada you know kind of think about that a little bit more because I'm going to have totally. a lot of time. Totally. So yeah, like let's just leave it there. Like you're going to do it or we're going to get it done. Either is good, right? Yeah. But like that's going to happen and that's that is like a done deal. Check the box. Like it's going to happen in the next week kind of thing. Yeah, and I'm definitely like already planning on leaning on my VA for some of that stuff. So that'll be – I'm hoping that that will like kind of make me feel a little bit better about it too. Like I'm not going to have to create like all of that content and like do all of those things and schedule all of those things. 100%. That's, that's the beauty of like for. having her already onboarded, right? Exactly. Yeah. And the other thing I really need to do is I am going to talk to a bookkeeper like this week because I'm going to have to start like I already had to buy like Zoom Pro so that I could record my coaching calls with my client I'm probably going to need to, like, start paying for an email marketing provider here, like, pretty soon. So I know I have some expenses coming up. So that needs to happen. Totally. You just need eyes on your finances, right? And that doesn't have to be you creating them. That can be someone else creating them so that you have eyes on them. And that's a smart move. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And one of my clients is a bookkeeper and a CPA. So it's easy. So good. So good. Well, I think you're doing amazing. I think you're in like such a great place in terms of like knowing what you need to do to move forward, knowing that you have like the space to do that and kind of getting it done. So I'll put this stuff in Basecamp. You keep me posted if you have the sales page done and all of that, like feel free to send it to me and I'll give it a look and then we'll go from there. Perfect. Sounds good. Beautiful. All right, my love. Have a good week. I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.